the internet, television, remote controls, air conditioning, cliff notes, weighted blankets, your first child, steam engines, airplanes, Hiroshima, 9-11, guacamole, Nutella, Netflix, and Acts chapter 10 and 11. What do they all have in common? After discovering all these things, someone inevitably said, well, that changes everything. There are certain inventions and discoveries and events that shift the way we experience the world. After discovering and experiencing something so profound, it shifts the very way you think. Acts chapter 10 and 11 is one of those, well, that changes everything discoveries. Once you understand Acts 10 and 11, your whole perspective shifts. Life as you know it forever changes. And many of the issues addressed in the scriptures that, that need a correction in the early church were a failure to fully grasp what God did in these two chapters of scripture. Acts 10 and 11 are the hinge of the history of the church. All that to say is that they are a really big deal. So as I walk through this text this morning, I, I want you to experience how Cornelius and Peter, and really the entire early church would have experienced these events in Acts 10 and 11. And why after Acts 11, 18, they would have said, well, this changes everything. And maybe God and his kindness would reveal something to you this morning that, that you would be able to say the same. The, the, the outline is very simple today, provided for you. The first point is the visions. The visions. Uh, Luke shared two stories uh, of the Apostle Peter at the end of chapter 9, highlighting how the Lord Jesus continued to act in the Holy Spirit uh, through the Apostles, just like he did when he was on earth. So we read of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, how he called a paralyzed man to, to rise, pick up his bed, and walk. And he did. Then we see Peter in the end of Acts chapter 9, called a paralyzed man to rise, pick up his bed, and walk. And he did. And we see Jesus taking the hand of a dead person, a little girl, and said, Arise. And she arose. And then we see Peter with Dorcas took her hand and said, Arise. And she arose. What Luke is highlighting is how the risen Lord Jesus is continuing to move and act through the power of the Holy Spirit. And really at the end of chapter 9, Luke provides a foreshadowing of the events that will cover the next two chapters. So in Luke chapter 9, verse 43, 42 and 43, it says, It became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And he stayed, Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon a tanner. Now first, Joppa was where Jonah had fled to, to after God told him to go to the Ninevites, the, the Gentiles, to preach repentance and salvation. Jonah did not want to preach salvation to the Gentiles, so he went to Joppa. Second, we see Peter was staying at Simon's house. He was a tanner. A tanner would have worked with dead animal carcasses, which have, would have been an unclean occupation for the Jewish people. God did not send a, a Pharisee to Simon's house, but, but Peter, a, a fisherman, as one commentator notes, here's what it says. This, this is worth pointing out. 
in view of the story that follows in Acts 10 about unclean human beings. Peter, not known for his consistency, Galatians 2, had problems of conscience, had no problems of conscience, apparently about staying with an unclean Jew, but balked at unclean Gentiles. So Peter could, could handle staying with this Jewish person who was deemed unclean by his occupation, but he could not comprehend, like Jonah, going to the unclean Gentiles. Now there's a lot of repetition following in these verses. Now repetition is Luke's way of, of emphasizing things or showing their importance. Repetition shows its, its importance in the scriptures. Remember, this is an auditory culture, so repetition helps them learn. So, Acts chapter 10, beginning in verse 1, it says, At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort. A devout man who feared God with all his household gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. But the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants, a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So Cornelius, he was a centurion. Now a centurion were, were men to be known as good leaders, steady with a prudent mind. Luke describes Cornelius as a devout man who feared God. He gave to the poor and prayed continually.